Provide a disclaimer somewhere that that is actually like my voice. Not like a thing. It's not the hormone monster. It's my voice. <laughs> Ours entertainment for the whole family. Oh, fuck, I love that. Um, I think I might be that hormone monster for Halloween. The scary yeah, one. You should. Like, I really want to do the Maya Rudolph one, obviously, because yeah. she's sexy and stuff, and she has that, like, sexy voice, but I feel like I'd do a better impression of that. <laughs> By the way, welcome to this week's episode <laughs> of The Screw. <laughs> hey, everybody, you're listening to The Screw with Felicia Rose and A-Love, Ooh, back for another that? episode of Complete Bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. But can we talk about how great, like, Big Mouth actually is? Yeah, like, let's, I fucking love that show. It's so... I really wish that, like, I was a teenager when that came out, because I feel like I would have learned things I learned about sex a little later in life, or just, like, things I had to go find on my own. I would have learned that through that show. I feel like it's a good show for kids to watch that are, like, just old enough to understand, like, the tongue-in-cheekness of it, you know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, I was, like, watching it, and I was just like, and it's not just that. Like, it's, it's political. It's that wonderful intersection in between, like why being honest about sex is, like, a radical, like, stance to take. And the show does it, like, through such a, like, wonderful, gentle kind of way that can, like, is digestible by many different age groups. Like, I've been, like, watched that show with adults who are like, I didn't know that. Right. Well, that's the thing is that it's, it's, like, it's, like, in a perfect world, this is actually how like what kids would learn about sex like if right like this is more comprehensive and like obviously we don't have hormone monsters and this is like this fantasy version of kids like entering sexuality but at the same time it's really realistic and i think it it you know jumps to topics that really need to be addressed and then like the root of those topics so like for example they do a lot of like you know, the hormone monster behind the the kid is, like, telling them one thing and, like, trying to make them, like, do something that's not good, you know, like, some yeah. naughty thing. It's kind of like the their devil on their shoulder. And now, the boner on their shoulder. It's the boner on their shoulder, and the kid has to work through what it is that they, they need to do to, like, navigate being a, a good human while also having all of these hormones raging in them. Like, yeah. if, like when the hormone monster goes, rage, rage, fucking rage, like, it's a real thing, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, like... I, they do a beautiful job of addressing, like, real-life teenage, you know, post-pubescent, pre-pubescent, and, you know, Absolutely. during it. Like, they just do a good job. And it, I, I really, I've, I love that show. I recommend it to anybody who wants to And it fits in so perfectly with what, like, we experienced the other day, like, when we were, like, filming The Screw on the Streets and, like, our interview, like the whole topic of, like, sexuality and shame and, like... Okay, can I tell you something I haven't told you yet? So one of the people, I'm not gonna say who, but obviously I don't like to out anybody even if I'm, like, you know, unless somebody really crosses the line, let's put it that way. And I think that they need to be outed for sake of, like, harm to others. But this person... So we, we interviewed someone on the street the other day about sex, and they found us online after or during or whatever... 
And um, they then found out, like, by adding my Instagram that I have a ManyVids account. And they slid into my DMs saying, I didn't know you were a webcam girl. I would have asked you to have sex after the interview. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's this? First of all, well, how does being a webcam girl equate to having sex with some rando props. on the street? Like, wow, what that's the some fuck? Bravery. Not really props, but like that's kind of douchey and like a really fucked up assumption. Well, yeah, I mean, like, the, like just because you take pictures and videos of, and mind you, if you have if you've gone to my link, there's no partner videos. The right. closest you get is a POV of my face while I'm having sex. So yeah. like, and you can't see any piece of that person. So like, clearly like. You know, like, that's not necessarily on the table, and there's nothing that says it is. Like, that was a silly assumption. Whoever that is is going to need to watch the Master Joshua interview to realize, like, some of the rules of interacting with people who do, like, the different kinds of jobs that they do. Which, you can't just allude to that interview, by the way. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, we have to explain. So, the Master Joshua interview is also a part of Screw on the Streets, and we sit down with a pro-lifestyle, a pro-dom lifestylist who essentially taught us the ins and outs of what it is to work as a dominant. And he did a great job of, you know, taking us under his wing. We had, like, a little mini session. We got a lot of our questions answered. We obviously broke the ice and got comfortable enough with him to let him put his hands on us, including the film crew, which is really cool. But, um, you know, we do go go over a lot of consent-based conversation. And I think especially in the world of, like, how do you interact with a sex worker on any level? Whether it's somebody who just simply sells nudes, whether it's somebody who simply talks openly about sex, that to me is yeah. a sex worker. Whether they're getting paid from it or not, it doesn't matter. They're doing some work regarding sex, and or a, you know, a, or an actual person who is working as a sex worker, maybe you know, doing sex with people. So like, there you need to understand what kind of level of respect to bring to this the table yeah. and how to speak to people. And I think that episode will definitely. I will show just that. like I have to say like props for like my mind being like expanded in ways that I'm always surprised. Like I loved the idea of learning like new things about not just sex and sexuality, but about life and like the psyche and like what through the through the Master Joshua session. Yeah, just interviewing him, hearing him talk and then like actually experiencing his work. Like I can understand how it's therapeutic. I can understand a lot of, like, the things that went down. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that so, episode. So, um, we, not to give up too much of that episode, obviously, but, like, I, I, we both had sessions, and I don't obviously want to speak on behalf of the other person that had a session, because they aren't here, but, um, my session was first, and it was filmed, and I think that, and, and obviously to explain to you guys a little bit of what went on, first, Master Joshua tied me up, um, and you know got comfortable like we both got comfortable with him touching my body and like you know massaging me in places and just like getting me physically comfortable with his body with his physicality exactly which he did a great job of which i didn't realize was a part of that which was so cool. cool like the way that he wrapped the rope around me he did it in like this is gonna sound weird but there's no other way to describe it it was like a loving way i felt incredibly comfortable and taken care of i wasn't being 
tossed around and tied up. And I think that was one of my my personal biggest misconceptions in the Dom world is that like that sexuality or or sex or orgasm is sort of the end goal, and that is not it at all. No, this is this so is a great. very much this is a not sexual situation. However, obviously, there's a piece of sexuality to it because it's your body and you are being touched by another human. So. It, there is this gray area of it, but it's just this beautiful. But there like, plato- like there's a platonic aspect to our sexuality as well, right? Well, right, like and it's, it's and it's just like it's like a caring, like nurturement. Yeah. So to think of like a dom dominating me but nurturing me at the same time is very interesting. So of course, like I immediately, cool. like he even said, like he noticed when my body finally like got comfortable because I've never. I've never been in this type of situation. Truth zone, I've never had a professional dom experience. I've only either provided a dom experience myself that was just whatever the person was looking for, typically before sex, or I've been, you know, treated as a sub and, like, roughed up, but, like, nothing that was ever professional in any kind of way. So, like, to have this sense of, like, I'm being taken care of, it was so cool. Like, I've had aftercare after a situation, obviously, but, like, never during care. Yeah, I was, that was the part that I was entirely, like, I hadn't, I just hadn't ever thought, known, or been exposed to that part. Which part? The aftercare. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, here's an interesting new incentive. Like, I kept thinking, like, people who enjoy BDSM kind of scenarios or, like, use it to, like, work through stuff, it's just all about pain, right? Right. Like, it's not necessarily about... I mean, and I don't want to say that. I didn't think it was all about pain. I obviously think it was much more, like, involved than that and more complicated than that. But, like... Well, it's about sensory. It's about sensory, um, like, deprivation and also sensory height. Like, expansion and heightening of senses. And, you know, you take away one sense, for example, your ability to move your arms, your, your ability to touch and feel... But you're also heightening your ability to feel at the same time because yeah. someone else now is either spanking you or um, flogging you or whipping you. And well, it's just like an amazing sensation. It felt really interesting to like be rewarded for like kind of taking your limit. Like 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 I got like flogged and like like when there came to the point of the big like the huge flog, like it was like when you take that once, you definitely feel like a badass. Yeah. You're like, oh my god. But then, like, you take it again, and it's it's so heavy. It's not necessarily painful, but it's, like, an intense, heavy yeah. thing. Yeah, it, like, hits your body. And I remember, like, getting pushed forward you. by it, you know? And, like, I felt, like, I felt strange that on one part I felt disappointed that I didn't, like, take the third one, like, right. but, like, you know, also felt encouraged that I had taken the two, like, that well, I had by taken. Well, th- by then, your back was pretty beat up, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, you were, a, you have very sensitive sick skin, so, like, as... No permanent marks, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. True to his word. No, no bruises, no permanent marks, no hurt, like, I'm not in pain the next day. Um Definitely heightened senses, I'd say, but not and not a little on bit of blue level. balls, like for sure. But, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, like that's the thing is, I saw your back get redder and redder, and you're so sensitive. So I could tell that even if you yourself were okay to keep going, your back wasn't. Yeah. Your skin itself was was at its. At I its think limit. that's what it was. It's like it's like when you get like seventy five percent through a tattoo. Yeah, and, and then like, it starts to and like, like weld. Oh and, yeah. man, like the skin is like super. 
like raw and sensitive. And if red. you had taken those big flogs first, you would have taken it yeah. no problem, you know. But you I were mean, already the, worked the up. The thing by that them. like broke up in my back was really that like long, like little strap like thing. Oh yeah, what was that the called? Blue, I forget. Forget what the name. Damn. Well, yeah, it was a specific name. You know, you we'll get it. Well, you guys have to watch the episode if you watch want. Watch the episode. Info, I mean, if, I I would have to say like I am so excited to like visually see. I'm not because I'm embarrassed about what I look like. Nah, but, but like people, people gotta realize like this is like you know this is something to do to experience. These. I have a whole new respect for people who do like like real time stuff on cameras because it is like a you're trying to like be true and honor an actual real experience right. and, and give it like some kind of. But you can't help but be self conscious that right. like. Even well, if I'll only say, five people I'll say it. this. I was extremely self-conscious at first. I was a lot more nude than I normally get. And I, I wasn't self-conscious with him touching me. I was self-conscious with the camera being on me. And you can probably tell in the scene yeah. because I'm sure my face goes from, like, giggly and wanting to, like, say something. Because I'm a talker. Like, when I'm, when I'm anxious, when I'm happy, when I'm sad, whatever, I'm a talker. So, like, I definitely was, like... I almost, like, wanted to say words to, like, describe the feelings, and then all of a sudden it just came over me, and I was in the zone. You know, like, after the fifth rope around my arm or whatever it was, you know, like, I officially was, like, my breathing was tepid. Like, it was just, like, I got into it. And then... That's all that in-between after And then he spanked me, and... (laughs) Yeah, you got to watch that. And it was so crazy, because normally, like, I'm so self-conscious about how small my booty is, and, like, what it might look like, or, like, whatever. Your booty looks phenomenal. Well, thank you. I didn't feel like that. But, like, he, like, he was spanking me, and at one point he was spanking, like, the inside of my, like, basically he was spanking my vulva, and I could, like, feel it jump through me, and it was just, like, this, the most intense feeling came over me, and I was, like, sweating, like, literally sweating he through my robes. He consent before he did all this, Oh, of course, yeah. So, well, that's, like, that's, yeah, of yeah. course, that's implied, obviously, like, he definitely asked for consent 100%, and I gave him all of my consent, and, like, it was, it was just a very interesting <laughs> experience, because, like, I don't know, normally when I'm getting spanked, I'm getting spanked by somebody who doesn't know how to do it or is just kind of like, you know, doing a little of this. And I'm like, oh my God, no. But I will say this. I'm sort of disappointed I didn't, like, ask him to continue. Because I wasn't pushed to my breaking point. I wanted to be pushed it. But I feel like my breaking point is really far down the road. It probably would have been, like, an hour of taping. It may have been a lot longer than that. Because, like, like, I I don't know. I just... it. It's definitely hard for me to real like I can endure some pain like I take fists I mean, the to the thing, face. You the know thing what I mean? Is, is I feel like the breaking point with this stuff is an like is more of an emotional like aspect that like, that's true. You're right. That that the work is like interweaving. I mean like I mean his voice is like hypnotism. Like I mean like it's definitely yeah. somebody that. Yeah, shout out to you, Master J. You know, you're, he you're, knew what he was doing. You're a professional, oh, no doubt. Yeah, like, it was hot. I mean, like, I'll say and this. interesting. Not I, just hot, I wasn't like, supposed was... to. I mean, I shouldn't say I wasn't supposed to. I'm a. I guess I could say because he knew I was sexualizing it, I was allowed. So, like, one of the things that he definitely emphasizes is that there's a contract that you go into ahead of time when you have a, a professional domination situation. Yeah. So, as the sub in the scenario. He knew that I sexually would get off on being spanked. So he understood that that's where I might go with it. And he also, and I also understood that that's not where he was going with it. So it was a mutual understanding that, like, 
I could potentially orgasm from this. And I did. And like, he had no problem with that. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't even addressed as like a, like obviously he physically addressed like taking care of the situation, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, that was on my own accord and that wasn't due to him doing anything specific. That was just me letting my body like be like completely go and then enjoying the pain and pain gets me off. So like in this scenario, I was, I was, it was okay that I got off, but I'll say this, like, that's not the normal. Like, that's not necessarily, I should say, the yeah. normal. You, you're not necessarily going into this with a contract that says this is for you to orgasm. Yeah. It, it, most of the time, you're not. In, in fact, that's not usually... And that's what he said when we, yeah, we were interviewing him. Yeah, you all have to watch him, so. the interview because he articulates what he does in such a... Like, I feel like i am never even, like, be able to do it justice in the way... Like, I felt like it was very digestible. And then to, like... It's why when we went into actually doing the demos that I felt so comfortable. Yeah. Like, I mean, for lack of better terminology right. or the terminology, submit to, like, the scene. Like, yeah. Do you think it helped watching me first? Because I feel like maybe definitely. if I had watched you first, I would have submitted quicker. You know, like, I mean, it took me a little while to really, like, get out of my goofy I zone, definitely you know? saw the potential benefit of, like, leaning into it a little bit more. Like... Because by the time... I mean, like, watching you, the build-up was definitely, like, definitely part of it. Because, like, I also felt like watching him, like, it was, like... It was, like, the greatest challenge. Like, like he takes his work so seriously that I was, like, he's... He's gonna put some like elbow grease into this kind of because like, I'm I'm a hard bitch. Yeah, well, not that, no, not that. But because because you're kind of an experienced person on many levels. That like like when you are like it does take a certain level of like I don't know like you have to own your your kind of role in the situation so much stronger. Mm-hmm. Whereas like some people like. Like, I'm moderate. Like, I I mean, if I'm in the right headspace, it's pretty easy to me to, like, submit if, like, I believe I can trust somebody mm-hmm. to own the role. And, like, after listening to him, it was so easy to, like, trust him. Like, right. th- this man has no other intent but then to, like, bring, like, you to a, a better place of growth inside yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I like that. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's real. Like, yeah. It was definitely intense. I mean, I, I mean, I've only ever been dominated in a sexual situation, you know? Yeah. I've never been dominated in a situation where the end goal wasn't for orgasm. Yeah. So, and for the, the other part was for their, ple- like, it's usually for their pleasure and mine. Like, right. this person's dominating me because they're getting off on it. Master Joshua does not get off on dominating people. He is there to work on something with you, whether it be some type it's of therapy, sexual, or mental, or emotional, or physical. He is there to help you so it was a very interesting like turn off of one sense and turn on of the other so that's what I really liked about it and I feel like he did a great job of explaining like where the boundary lives of that and like how to like how to understand it and respect it on both ends so it was cool his aftercare was really nice too like I like that he checked up on us later and like you know just said hey you know just an FYI you may feel you may feel things yeah. afterwards. Well, we did fire play too, which yeah. is really cool. Oh my God, it was so, yeah, like, you guys I, had to watch. It everything was, really cool. was so cool and interesting and intense, but like there was like way more of an emotional component to it than I thought. Like the more I like 
thought about the kind of like arc of the experience i was well, like i'm not gonna lie i master joshua said he saw some some he saw the domination side the dominating side in me and like i would be intrigued oh, to maybe yeah. go back and like learn a little bit about like maybe doing it because i feel like a lot of people see me in that role anyways so like why not embrace it you know, I have to say I love this it's logo good. with all the legs on this kinky list. That like this kinky and let's play list. Like I loved all the. I love that you're just you. talking about something people can't see on the podcast. I, know, I, know. I, I, you, you, I know. you are cut off from smoking weed on our podcast. That's true. I should be. <laughs> I freaking love you. Well, you know, the thing is, remember is, when I pulled the contact out of your eye today? Oh we are the God. best of we friends. We have had such a friend zone. Like, yeah, we're we don't talk about the other thing we had to our do. Our bonding. But, <laughs> we are pretty. Yeah, we're pretty close <laughs> friends. <laughs> totally we good. get spanked together. We pull contacts out of All each I other's can eyes. Say is I, I hope we have some antibiotics for the eye infections that go along. Oh no! With these terrible. two activities. Oh Jesus! <laughs> wow, that's the worst. Um, um, so I have new content. People should buy it. That's cool. Oh yeah. That's what else cool. did I want to talk about? There's something else and I forgot. Oh, for those of you who are interested on the podcast and maybe not watch, I think go to masterjoshua.com to see what he's about. Also, yeah, for sure. On Instagram, it's Master Joshua NYC. NYC. Yeah. yeah. He has a lot of awesome stuff and he shows what parties that they're hosting at their space. Yeah, if you're which in, is in Manhattan, NYC. it's right in Chelsea. It's pretty cool. I would definitely at least check it out. That's what I want to say. There was um, a couple different types of parties, and I might definitely go to one of them. But not to invite people, not to invite people out to like come see me though. I don't. I don't want that. I don't Uh, want. You know, like I am. Well, I'm going as a voyeur. I'm not going to do anything. So like. Yeah. People go if you're interested, but don't go to come hang out with me. Yeah. I want to put that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because true. I, I want to be able to talk about this stuff, but I don't know. I don't know who listens to the show, and I don't know if there's people who maybe want to sexualize me on a level that they don't respect the boundary of like you yeah. can't come to a thing. It would like ruin this, the you know? experience for you. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to hear like, "Hey, Felicia Rose." Or Facebook yeah. Me Fin Girl or whatever. Oh, they got know? rules about that crap, so don't even think of coming to any of this stuff and, like, pulling that kind of bad boundary shit anyway. Yeah. Well, just to throw that out there, because I'm yeah. sure people will look up, like, the parties, and if they know that I'm interested in going, like, feel free to go if you're interested in going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that's They have, I'm like, doing. a queer male party, too, so... So I read the King to Red. I wrote the, the King, King to Cut the other day. Oh, how was so that Oh, it's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, it fucks you up though if you tense up. You gotta, you can't tense up, man. Like you gotta be wicked. I've noticed that the few times I've tensed up. So like, okay, here's the thing: you're sitting in the seat and it has like a a red light to green light countdown. Like it's like three, two, one, so that you know when it's gonna come because you shoot, you shoot out and you go from zero to 128 miles an hour in 3.2 seconds. That's like not okay for your body to go through. So like. You have to... They should tell you. Like, they should actually say, like, please don't tense up and get nervous. Because, like, I, I've Is noticed... Is it cushioned enough, though? It's... No, it's fine. It's not, it's not that. It, the part that... It's not physically the fact that you're... Mo- it's, it's the fact that you're moving so quickly... And your body is going up and then down. And you're going straight down in a line. And it's like... If you're tense, your body takes on that, like... 
speed way too quick. It mm. just, it hurts your joints. Like, your back hurts. Like, you end up fucking hurting. So you really yeah. can't tense up during these rides. I'll say that. It was, it's the it same was, for anal. Because, like, I, like I got off of that one feeling, like, more lightheaded than I normally would. And I, I noticed it was because I was tense that day. Because I was nervous about it. Because the last time I went on it, I went on it when it was too cold in October. And I also had a bad experience no. where it felt shitty. I would feel like my bones would feel too, like, chilled and brittle. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. It was... I went on it first before it got too, too cold. But then I went on, like, the nitro after that, Did which doesn't any help, funnel so. cakes? No, I can't eat while I'm at those oh places. And plus, it's like a thousand dollars. That's true. Fuck that yo, shit. if you want your amusement parks to have more customers, make your shit cheaper, yo. They don't need more. They have plenty of customers. That's the problem, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh, oh, oh. Um, what else was I gonna say? <coughs> what else did you do? Oh, oh, one thing I want to say: if anybody ever wants specific nudes with me in a costume, just mail me the costume. Just hit me up. Fucking, oh, nice. you know, oh, that's is how there, I take requests. Is there any kind of costume you won't wear for a nude? I don't know. I won't be naked. Oh, that's what I wanted to say is I think I'm going to go back to Master Joshua to try to get him, get him to help me work through my naked stuff. Because I'm yeah. like, I have a fear of being naked. And yeah. I feel like I could do that with him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I could get through it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I could get through all sorts of stuff with him. Also. Yeah, so like... I can just imagine myself being, like, completely tied up and him, like, slowly de- disrobing me and me just being like, ah, but also being like, yeah, okay, I feel comfortable, you know? Hey, why not? Like, if things like art therapy and music therapy work, why can't, like, BDSM therapy work? Well, absolutely. I mean, everybody knows to work past something sexually if you have the right person helping you. It's just a matter Does of, Does it even like, have to just be something sexual? Well, no, of course not. It's not sexual. I'm just saying, like, for me, it's a sexual thing. I want to oh, be naked yeah. for sex, and I can't. I'm very scared of it. Oh, yeah. Well, sure, but then that's, yeah, that's like... But I'm, I'm just thinking in terms of, like, you know, if you, had, if you have a partner and you're nervous about doing something and they help you through yeah, it the true. right partner can help you through anything and i'm not saying he's a partner but the right you know the right person that you trust and like give your trust Instructor, to can help you. mentor yeah, mentor whatever. i like mentor yeah whatever mentor <laughs> mentor so what else is going on in our lives anything probably not um i just want to like shout out again to like new york city like public cruising sex like <laughs> You are the gift that always keeps on giving. Just okay, not, do you have a recent story? Because yeah, I don't want to hear way, some vague-ass shout-out. On the out. way here, like, I was sitting down, and, like, and some guy just, like, reached over and started massaging, like, my, like, dick through my jogging Okay, bed. but that's not consent. Like, there's no consent in that. Oh, I mean, there was, there was, there was a level of consent. What was like, the consent? Explain it so that people understand That's because true. otherwise okay. they think that it's okay Fair to just enough. grab somebody's genitals. I, know, I just don't want to like give away like the secret gay codes because I feel Why? like you know, I don't know because the straight people are gonna steal them. Well, no, I would, love, <laughs> I would love if they would do that. So, like, so, like, you know, you know, it's like cruising 101. Like, when like if you notice somebody give you like a certain kind of thing and it's always usually about eye contact it's like right? a naughty kind of look like a, like a nod or like you know an what, eye thing you know where they address this on it's always sunny like when they do the like do you want to freak me or fuck me episode where like he kind of talks about the certain kind of look that like you get in a room and you figure out later that this dude is gay so like that's what i'm just like it can i put a disclaimer look. on this mm. i do not think 
that in any capacity this is something that is okay in the heterosexual world. Oh, right, yeah. Because I don't, I think things are too gray, and I think a simple look does not give you a permission to touch somebody's genitals. No, no, no. However, I'm not going to also speak on behalf of any other world, because obviously I'm not a gay man cruising with gay men on a subway. So, like... There's usually a second level thing. Nobody goes, everybody is nervous, like... What you see in, like, a lot of this is the inherent excitement, like, people have when they publicly cruise, right? Like, that this, like, they don't want to get caught, but they definitely, like, like, like the idea of the scene, right? Like, there's so much porn about, like, public, like, encounters, right? Like, consensual public encounters, where you see people frauding and doing stuff on trains and whatever. A lot in queer, yeah, queer porn, sure. You know, but, like, the second level kind of, like, consent is usually some sort of, like, light adjustment of genitalia or something that gives, like, some indication that, like, there's excitement and it can either be brushed off as, I just needed a regular adjustment, but if the other person responds with, like, an equal adjustment... Okay, alright, so it's more than just a simple look, because, okay... Because, I, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to no, be a Debbie Downer. And because cruising is a not. real thing. And listen, straight people can cruise all they want, but you need more. I feel like people should get some sort of verbal or whatever, like, some sort of, like... I, I agree. Y- you can even whisper, you cool with this? Like, whatever. Like, because I understand there is a level of the unspokenness. It's hot. I get that. Like, there's been times where, like, a dude kind of brushed into me on a subway, and I brushed yeah. back into him, and then he brushed into me again, and now my ass is against his deck, and we're hey. both into it, and, and that's okay. There you know, are like, times, and you, like, a very important thing for me is you're allowed to cut this off wherever your comfortability ends. Like, for me, like, I don't want anybody else around, you know, so, like... If this is okay for me, it's usually when there's nobody else in visible, like, sight. Because, like, I'm not into that level of risk. You right. know what I mean? Right. I guess I guess I should say, like, you are in public and it would be simple to just simply be like, um, no. You know, and, yeah. like, people would respond to that. But I just also feel like, you know, we can't condone. Yeah. Like, no, I, I absolutely don't yeah. condone. Like... But listen, I'll say, but let me also disclaimer this by saying Aaron is a gay man who ha- is 40 years old and has been out of the closet since, what, 12 years old? <laughs> Nine years old? Who knows? Six years old? The whole... Who, you never were in the closet is, yeah, the, is I was born, the whole point. Born queer, live queer, die queer. Exactly. So, like, I, I, you know, I, who am I to say, like, oh, don't do that. But yeah. at the same time, I just want to make sure that people understand, like... I mean, there's a lot, like... You you know what you're doing, you know? Like, you you have been... You've done this so many times that, like, you understand it's not just a simple look, obviously. I will say this, like, I mean, there's been some bold younger people that I'm usually surprised when, like, somebody in their 20s reaches out to, like, kind of grab with very minimal, like, consent. Like, that... I'll say this, though, like, I don't hear a lot of heterosexual stories of, or or I should say, stories from heterosexual men that are like, oh, a dude grabbed at my dick in the urinal. So, you know, I do think that this is, I I think that people are somewhat doing it right, but I also think that there's a power play that could potentially happen even within the gay community, so you've got to be careful with that stuff. Don't just grab. You know, you need some sort of, like, you good with this? Like, something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, it's 2018, shit's too gray, you know? No, yeah. I I think from what I've seen in my experience, most 
most of the time, most queer men get it right. But like, okay, fair it, enough. You do fall in. It is great category, and that is something. Well, I've, and and don't be afraid that it, like, listen, uh, uh, if you are any human of any flavor, don't be afraid to speak up if you see something that wasn't cool, or yeah, if you experience something that absolutely. wasn't cool. Like, if somebody lunges at somebody else and they're taken aback, like, and you <coughs> see that, speak up. You know, I've, like. I've don't re- just let that shit happen. I've reported you know? this guy once on the subway who did the, like, every day I would see him on the train do this thing, like, to women as they got off, like, the subway with, like, the fingers and the tongue, like, yeah. doing it. And he would, like, follow them with his head as they got off the thing. Like, intimidating. Like, he yeah. was pretty creepy, and I, like, definitely oh was God. worried about his mental stability, but I, And like, if it would escalate, that's the other thing. There's always that level I, I of I did tell the transit people, I was like, this guy is really creepy to women. Like, you know, yeah. like... And, like, as a deviant, it's like, I mean, like, I don't... I see things other people don't see, mm-hmm. and I think I have a responsibility to sort through some of that in the most responsible way I can. I understand. I definitely... I'm, I'm on high alert at all times, especially when I take the subway, because, like... And it's extra squished. Yeah. If I see, say, like, you know, a young girl, or just a woman yes. in general, yes. if, but especially, yes. like, someone that looks extra vulnerable because of maybe what they're holding, like, maybe they're holding something and trying yeah. to balance, and or maybe they're, whatever it is, I, I'm always on high alert to the fact that, like, that person could potentially get groped or touched yeah. inappropriately, so I definitely, like, keep I, my eyes open I've for that I've seen guys holding their, like, I want to, like, say this, if you're on the New York subway, dude, and you're holding your hand at, like, breast level or freaking yeah, crotch level. Fuck you. You are yep. fucking around. Like, yeah, you're an asshole. Your game, like, trust me, women know what you're doing. We all know what you're doing. Like, stop doing it. But, because, you know, like, it's it sucks because there's too many new people to the city, and sometimes they don't know what you're doing. And so yeah, that's that's on everybody's level. Listen, you we need... We gotta it. look out for each other. Dudes, <laughs> if, if you're tall enough... Touch the fucking ceiling if you have to. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Do not put your hands on another person or put yourself in the yeah. position to have them bump into you in yeah. a place. You're like, that's so fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, right. And that's why, you know what? Ladies out there or anybody that feels extra vulnerable out there, put your bag on the front of your body. You look stupid for four seconds. Who cares? Nobody yeah. cares. Everybody on the subway looks like a weirdo. Everybody Absolutely. in New York City is a weirdo. Everybody's dressed differently. No one yeah. cares. Put that shit on the front of your body if that's what you're afraid of, yeah. or if it's your butt, hold it down. You know what I do? I swing my bag to my back because I never get on the subway if it's that squished. If it's a sardine can, I'm not comfortable being that close to bodies. But if it's if it's just enough where it's like a foot between every body, yeah. I swing my backpack at least two to three times as if it's fallen, and that gives the person behind me a sense of you want to get hit. Come a little closer, and yeah. that's my that is my number one. I do it in line at a Target. I do anytime you were that close to my booty, and it's not sardine style. And I didn't choose. Like, listen, yeah. if I choose to be sardine style, I know I'm gonna have to rub up against your ass. But if we are not on that level of squished in, and you are choosing to come closer for some reason, yeah. you're gonna get hit by my backpack. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. See, I mean, like, it's like you need to know, like, you need to know your scene. Like, yeah. you need to know what scene and. It's very easy affiliations into the scenes of people who do these things give you plenty of indicators. Like, 
Touche. I mean, there's just, there's lots of coding and like, and hey, it's if you prob- have, it's problematic and it's not a hundred percent right. Listen, if you have any questions about, hey, maybe I, I'm into this and I want some more guidance on like how yeah. to do this appropriately, feel free to hit us up. Yeah, I, I definitely. mean, obviously, Alev especially will have more information for you as yeah, far as that sure. goes. So like, you know, there, it isn't something that you can't get a little info on yeah. if you are and, interested. You know, in that always keep in mind there's a like like legal risk to all this. Of course, stuff, so yeah. Like, Disclaimer. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I all mean, right. like I always recommend, start in public, take it, take it to somebody. Like, <laughs> well, abode. yeah, you don't have to start fucking in the subway. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Um, all right, I think we're good for today's episode. If you guys have any questions or topics you want us to cover or things you want us to do, um, feel free to email us at thescrewpodcast at gmail.com. Or is it screw podcast? Screw podcast. It's screw- just screw podcast. I always say the wrong thing. No, the, Follow us on Instagram at thescrewpodcast. Um, our new Screw on the Streets show will be out on Much Obliged TV. Probably Subscribe to that if you don't. Two weeks or so. And we'll have a whole season of new material for you guys. And also, um, find me on many vids, Felicia Raw. <laughs> subscribe to this podcast. I see some of you listening and not subscribing. Yeah, fucking subscribe it up. Yeah. It helps us. Leave thanks. us a review. Like, that'd be Yeah, cool. tell us that you like my insides. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. I don't know how to stop this thing sometimes. <laughs>